Well, hello, runners. Welcome to the I Run Things podcast, the podcast for the everyday runner in search for that extra bit of motivation to get out there. My name is Susie, and I am your host. Today, I bring you Kim from the StraightKim.com blog. She's a fellow runner, fellow YouTuber, fellow podcaster, and black female business owner. This interview was filmed initially for my YouTube channel and premiered over there on June 23rd. For more inspiration and interviews with other running personalities like Kim, don't forget to visit our other social media platforms. The links will be in the show notes. And before we go into the interview, here's a message from our sponsor. If you are an avid runner like me, you know how hard it is to train in this heat. If you're as busy as I am, you most likely try to wake up as early as possible to put in your miles. However, let's face it, the humidity is very high all across the nation this time of year. Your other option is to wait till later in the day. But then, the mosquitoes are like piranhas. They could... And who wants to go to the gym with this pandemic looming? The solution? Purchasing a lifespan treadmill. It has truly changed my life. Now, I do not worry about the heat or the humidity anymore or being eaten alive by mosquitoes. I just run in the comfort of my own home whenever it suits my busy schedule. Lifespan treadmills come with all the bells and whistles you want at an unbeatable price. To get yours, click on the link in the show notes below. And now, without further ado, let's listen to Kim's interview. I'm good. I'm so excited to have you here be my guest on my channel. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Um, and I know that you and I connected on Instagram. Um, I have been binge watching your videos on YouTube as well. And you have a podcast. I do. And I listen to two or three of your podcasts as well, you know, to, to really be prepared to be able to ask you um, smart questions. So, um, <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourself for people who may not be familiar with who you are? Sure. My name is Kim. I am from New York. I'm originally from the Bronx, New York. I'm in Long Island now. I am a mother. I am a mother of two boys. Uh, how old are they? Five years old and 14 years old. Ooh, uh, you have your hands full. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're really spread out in age. Um, I am a wife. I am an operations manager for a finance company. That's what I do by day. And I have a podcast, like you mentioned, the Runway Podcast. So it's a fairly new show. I started it um, in March, right before the pandemic hit. So I've had to like kind of pivot my show style. And I'm also a runner. I've been running since 2012. So it's, it's been a ride. Right. And when I was, you know, following you and all your socials um, that you're doing a lot. So my first question to you is how do you 
manage to do everything? How do you balance mm -hmm. all of that? Um, well, it's, it's difficult. I mean, you know, right now I'm working from home, so I have a little bit more flexibility with my time. So, right. you know, instead of like running early morning, like 6am, I can do like afternoon runs, you know, 10 to 12, but it's hot right now. Like I just ran this morning and I mean, this <laughs> afternoon and whew, it is hot, you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my, my oldest son, he helps me out a lot with the little one. So if I have to run an errand, he can watch, you know, the little one and he's watching him right now. So I can sit down with you, but yeah, it's a balance. You know, sometimes I have to get up really early in the morning and get things done when everyone's asleep, or sometimes I have to do it while everyone's asleep at night. So, you know, being a mother and having all of these different extracurricular activities that I'm doing right. now, you know, it's fun for me, but it takes up a lot of time. It takes a lot of work to do, but you know, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm, I'm 38 years old and I'm just enjoying my life right now while I can. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So what prompted you to start because the podcast, what came first, the podcast? No, the, the YouTube channel came first, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I've been traveling a lot. And um, last year, I decided to start recording my travels. So, you know, I, I watch YouTube all the time. Right, me too. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love the beauty guru. I love the vlogging travel channel. Me too. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, I travel all the time. I can do this too. So I started recording my travels. I started out with, um, when I went to Greece last summer, I wish I would have did it earlier because I had so many fantastic trips that I, I missed documenting. So yeah, I did it with Greece last year. And then I decided to chronicle my run training as well. So first I would, I did my New York city marathon training and then I decided to do my London marathon training, which didn't happen. So right. <laughs> yeah, I got through about 10 weeks of London marathon training on YouTube. And then conveniently, I started my podcast. I didn't even know that London would be like kaput and along came the podcast. And um, I record the podcast for um, listening and audio. So I upload the video portion of the podcast to my YouTube channel as well. So, so in terms of um, running, I know that, well, you mentioned London is not happening. Did you defer to next year? Um, well, I, or did. what's going I don't know. I don't know what options they, they actually gave people. Well, they postponed the race to October 4th, I believe. So when they postponed it, I thought that I would do the October date because things weren't as bad as they had gotten. So yeah, I was still on track to do the October date, but I think about a month into the pandemic, you know, I decided that it's probably not a good idea to travel to London and who knows if we'll be even be able to travel to London, you know, right. some, some countries have the 14 day quarantine in place where they want you there for 14 days before you even go outside. So, you know, I got my spot through a charity, um, team sense, and, you know, it took a lot of back and forth with the charity to get them to defer me to, uh, 2021, but I finally did get the deferral through them. So hope, I mean, I don't think the race is going to happen in October, they just put out another yeah. update saying they'll let us know next month, which they said last month. And so they're like just prolonging the inevitable. But yeah, I'm deferred, even if it does happen. You're um, doing it next year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's and probably wise. Travel is like the big thing. I mean, you don't, right. I don't want to book uh, an airplane, a flight and 
you know, I'm out of that money or it's like a credit that I'm stuck with. So yeah, I think it's just better to put that off until next year. Right. So in terms of, um, well, I wanted to ask you, it's your, um, you, you got hurt last time or, you know, like at the beginning of, in June, I saw that mm -hmm. on your YouTube channel. Are you I okay? Know I, have, no. I have a little bruise here. Oh my God. So it's still there. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's darkening it up now, but oh, it was so bad. Like, I know. I, <laughs> this was the first time I've been running since 2012. This is the first time that I've fallen while running the very first time. And, you know, I took a new route than what I've been taking the past three months and I just wasn't paying attention to the ground and I just like <laughs> I was running and I next thing I know I was flying and sliding on the floor so yeah I banged up my shoulder my hands were like there's I don't know if you can see them but they're like yeah a little bit yeah yeah my hands were like bruised my knee is bruised so yeah I had it bad <laughs> and I took a, a week off to to recuperate and you know, it was still a little bumpy, you know, here and there getting back into it. But after a week, I'm, I'm back running now. So everything is back to normal. But now yeah. I'm, I'm watching where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm on the street. I fell once. Um, and I remember, this is really stupid, but I fell. And before I checked anything, I looked around like, did anybody see me falling? <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> I mean, who cares? I just fell. <laughs> but I'm like watching like I don't want anybody to see a grown woman on the ground. I did the same thing but I wanted someone around to help me and drive me back oh. home like oh okay I would have took a ride from a stranger because I was in so much pain oh. but I had to limp like a half a mile home I was I was praying someone saw me <laughs> that's the a one neighbor, time I wouldn't have if a anybody. neighbor sees you yeah <laughs> Mm -hmm. Oh God, no, I got I bumped up my knee, but I, I could walk back home. It was just my ego. Uh, <laughs> so you have your YouTube channel in which you air some of your podcast episodes, but it seems to me like they, um, they really are two entities of their own. Like your podcast is very professional. Mm -hmm. So when I started listening to your Thank podcast, you. uh -huh. I actually went all the way to the bottom because I was like, she's been doing this for a while. This can't be like, <laughs> and then I saw no. the list and it's like, no, there's not that many podcasts. This looks, because you know how there's, when you start, at least when I started my YouTube channel, there's, there's trial and error. There are things mm -hmm. that work well, others that don't, when you're editing, it's like, but yours looks like, so like the music you pick, uh, the people you're interviewing, your first, I think it's the first episode that's longer that you are, uh, people leave you messages and you're playing people's messages mm -hmm. that one was so good like it was timed so well and so nicely put together so i wanted to Thank get you, you that feedback because it looks like you've been doing it for like i don't know a very long time and i appreciate that because i'm, I'm not a perfectionist but when it comes to like my digital um imprint like i i like it to be good and to look good and to sound good as well because a lot of podcasts their audio quality is not that great yeah. <laughs> you know so I really put a lot of time and 
effort into that. And I've been blogging forever. I mean, I, you know, on like straightkim.com, I've had that domain forever. And, and I've just been chronicling, you know, my races that I've been doing for years and years. So I've always had a website and it was easy for me to just like pivot and make a, a podcast website and kind of integrate everything into there. So I really appreciate that because it, it's, people think it's easy, but it is hard work doing a podcast. I mean, editing, getting guests, you know, you, you're kind of doing, you're doing this with, you know, your show and it's, it's, it's another job in itself. <laughs> it is. And, and I don't think it could be doing this if I was working in an office because obviously you have your commute, all that commuting is just not there anymore. And so I have a little bit more extra time going back to your podcast, the conversations you're having, I learned a lot from the podcast, things that did not even cross my mind because you got a little bit, not political, but socially, you wanted to um, convey a message through your podcast, which was very clear. And when I was listening to them, the, the guests you had on your shows, um, they are all um, talking about their lives from their point of view, which is being black, uh, whether in America or in your latest guest is she's in London. So it just, to me, it's really interesting how I see life through my eyes, through the way that I was raised. And, you know, my experiences going through school and college and everything. But other people could live in the same space that I live in and have completely different experiences. A totally different experience, yes. So that is just giving me the chills right now. That I could be running on the street and experiencing something and someone else could be running on the same street next to me experiencing something completely different. Mm -hmm. You know, what's interesting about that is that like as a black woman, woman, I have experiences, but they're totally different from that of a black man. Right. So it, it was even interesting to me to have black men on my show and to hear what they have gone through with their experience being a runner and running while black. And, you know, my podcast just totally pivoted because it was supposed to be a, a podcast about running, you know, me interviewing other runners and then all of these social and political uh, issues came up and I couldn't just go on with the show business right. as usual. You know, I had to adapt to what was going on in the current climate. So I think it, it was good because I got a lot of a lot of positive feedback and feedback from running groups that aren't black, you know, majority white running groups. I said, you know, these shows were great and we're sharing it with our group because, you know, different cultures we have we grew, we grew up differently and it's it's great to to hear from other cultures to see their perspective of different situations so you know I'm, I'm sad that we're going through this time but I'm happy that we are also going through this time because it is helping to educate others on you know the plight of the plight of a black person quite honestly right, so right. yeah I'm happy I'm glad to be on your show because this gives your audience which is different from my audience you know, right. another, another perspective. So yeah, if you have time, please listen to my running while black episodes It's two parts, one and two. And, you know, it'll just, it's, it's really eye opening it was eye opening for me as well. It, they're really good. 
So anybody watching this, they should, I'll put the links below. So the, the structure of the podcast is what makes it different, I think. It's not just you talking about your point of view. It's you're bringing people in who are leaving you messages and then you're playing their messages with experiences, things they went through as runners. Um, so I think that's what makes it different, that it's just not your voice. It's all these other people's voices combined in just the epi your episode. There's one of your guests calls saying that he lives in Atlanta, like right outside of Atlanta, and your family has moved there. Mm -hmm. And how you, you know, at the beginning, you cannot understand how Atlanta is so different to New York City. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to say, though, New York City is different to anywhere in the United States. Yes, yes I have followed it. Yeah. <laughs> when I, you know, I'm from, from Spain, from Europe. So when people travel to the United States and they only go to New York City, mm -hmm. I always tell them, take it with a grain of salt because New York City is a bubble on its own. Mm -hmm. It's a very diverse city. If you were to go to North Dakota, if you go to, I don't know, Iowa Falls or Sioux City or something, you know, like you're in a completely, it's a city too, but it's a completely different city. Oh yeah, so. it's totally different. And like my family, my father's family is from South Carolina and my mother's family is from Virginia and they both migra migrated to New York City. But when I visited South Carolina, it's like a culture shock because right. it is you know, there are Confederate flags everywhere. You know, when you, when you go downtown, you see churches that were like sites of the Underground Railroad. So it's just, a to being South, it's just a totally different experience from New York City. And a lot of people, they, they're wondering like, what, what is happening? And, you know, they're only getting like the New York or the Los Angeles perspective, which is very cosmopolitan. So, right. They're not getting the Southern perspective or the middle America perspective, which is like just a totally, you know, different vibe. So it's, ama it's amazing to me. And I grew up going there for my whole life and even going to Atlanta, which is a, a city. My mom moved there about four years ago. And, you know, if you heard that last podcast, the gentleman said that, you know, he now runs on because he had a situation where he was run off the road while running. So my mom moved to Georgia and she's now armed, <laughs> which is amazing to me because she's lived in New York her whole life and she's never owned a gun and now she is armed. So just different perspectives on different parts of the country, which, which are all interesting. This week, I mean, this will probably air after that, but I have a politician on the show that is a runner, but he's running for a political office, which is, it's, it's I great. saw that one. Yes, I yeah. saw that one. Actually, yeah, I haven't heard it. I he's haven't like, listened to it. Yeah, he's the first. He's the first politician that I've had on the show, and he's also a runner, which is um, he's been in my, you know, my not immediate run circle, but he's in my run circle. So it was great to have, you know, a runner on that is running for a political office, a runner that's running. <laughs> right, right, right. That's awesome, um, though. <laughs> that's great. I just want to have people on the show that may have not have big platforms and to get them seen and heard by other people and you know to just to broaden everyone's audience that I think is good to have something different like I, I had a, um, a gentleman on the show from New Zealand his name was Joe and yeah he wanted to run a sub uh what is it sub 50 10k I think 
So he just missed it. Yeah, I would yeah. love to do a yeah. <laughs> he, he was so fast, but yeah, that was something different for me. And it was great to have, you know, someone different. Like I, I didn't start the show to have everyone on the show be black. I just wanted to have a show about runners. You know, it just so happened that the first few guests were from my inner circle. And right. You know, it's nice when I can branch out and talk to different people and different cultures, different countries, talk to you right now. So. Right, right. Do you feel different now in the way people are talking about issues that may affect the Black community um, now as opposed to before, like George Floyd and... I don't... Or not, re- not really. Do you feel people react think, to the issue differently or not? I think the outside world has finally woken up you know, because all the protests that have been going on the last two or three weeks, like even about Juneteenth, the holiday, have you, did you know what Juneteenth was? I had no, and I, I am ashamed that I didn't know, to be honest with you. It was like, how, this is a very important date and I, I wasn't aware. Yeah, I mean, it's like if, if it's not your culture, you, you shouldn't feel bad for not knowing. But now that you know, you can be more aware and, you know, spread the word to others on what it's about. But, you know, like a lot of people didn't know what Juneteenth was. Now a lot of people do know and it's, you know, becoming nationally recognized. I mean, it was already recognized in a lot of states, but now New York is making it a holiday at, for next year. So I think it's good that other people are becoming aware of the issues because it, there's always been issues, but now the spotlight on these issues are is just at such a magnified level that it, it's good that that others are aware of what's going on. And, you know, I even did a bike ride this past Friday and it was supposed to be like, I thought it was going to be 30 riders that were all black black and brown and there were more white people there than black and brown people which <laughs> I mean awesome. I, I wasn't expecting and it, it was great and they were chanting black lives matter and they were like with us and it just felt like you know the community is coming together and standing up for what's right you know systemic racism police brutality it's it's always been an issue but now it's at the forefront of everyone's mind so it's it's a good thing I wanted you to talk to me because you have two sons mm-hmm. and I have a friend who's African-American um, and she, she's a runner and she shared with me, I've, I've been friends with her forever and these had never crossed my mind. Um, but she told me once, I mean, we've been friends for eight or nine years. We were running together and she told me that she, her two sons, she always tells them when they're, when they started driving their own cars, you know, if the police stops you, always calls that, call them sir. Um, and she, she almost made me cry because that is something that I would never, it would have never crossed my mind so, to tell my son, be extremely, rich. of course you have to be. Um, but I mean, the way that she was explaining it to me, she was like, she, they can't make a single mistake because they don't know if the other person is going to get a wrong vibe or something. They're big guys. They're like, they play American football. So um, so she was very concerned about that. Is that something that concerns you as well? It does concern me. Even, you know, I don't like my 14-year-old even to go to the store by himself. No. I know. It's, it's sad. I mean, it's safe, but you just never know what could happen. And when my son drives, I will probably teach him that same thing. You know, keep your hands on the steering wheel. 
make sure you let the officer know before you make a move. Because the problem is, is that a lot of officers are scared, you know, right. terrified of what they're walking into. And that's why a lot of these instances are happening. So yeah, we have to educate our sons and make sure that they are prepared for any, so even wearing a hoodie. I mean, I, I don't know if you, you, you know about Trayvon Martin. I mean, yeah. my, my son walks a half a mile to school every day and he, all these kids wear these days are hoodies. <laughs> my, my son is, and you have to keep telling him when you're get, about to walk in school, take the hood off. Because if they day. could, they would just walk like that all the time. Yeah. All of the kids, they wear hoodies every day. And I tell my son, you know, don't walk to school with your hoodie on your head. Wear a hat if you want your head covered. But he doesn't completely understand because he's a little bit sheltered. You know, he's not like, he watches YouTube, but he watches video games on YouTube. Right. You know, he's, he's not watching the news and seeing, you know, what's really happening and what can happen to him. So, you know, I try to educate him because he is getting, he's going to high school next in September. So I try to educate him. Him on what he should and shouldn't do but it's a little bit different living in Long Island the kids out here are more sheltered right you know than growing up in New York City because I grew up in the Bronx I rode the train every day I took buses and you know my kids get excited when they see the train go by they're not they live <laughs> yeah they're living a totally different life than what I led so it's it's hard to kind of have these tough conversations with them but being growing up as a black man, I have to, I have to prepare them. Right. What would you like to see happening with all this, you know, awareness? What do you think would be as a mother and as a runner with, you know, mm -hmm. friends who run as well? What would you like to see happening? Well, that, that's a, a It's a whole, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, but there's gotta be something, some action that we could, all take like I could myself you know like something that I could do so that I could make the world a better place yeah so what would you like to to see us the rest of us doing yeah I mean what you can do is if you see someone say something racist that you know is wrong don't sit back and, uh, and not say anything because that's the problem you know when we're in our our own racial groups, ethnic groups, we tend to say things about other people that doesn't offend us, but it would offend someone else. Right. So if, if you see that happening within your own friend groups, you should speak up and say something and let people know why this is wrong and why you shouldn't be saying this. And if you're not going to correct how you're speaking, then we can no longer be friends because that's the problem. You know, we're, we're talking, we're speaking like this within our own communities and, and we're just letting it fly when we shouldn't be. And, right. you know, I've been, I've been a, a, a guilty of that as well. So I've tried to change that myself going forward. And I mean, just like it, you, you can use your platform to spread the word. I know I have links on my websites of where people can donate, where they can sign petitions, um, where they can just, you know, use their social impact to make a difference. So, I mean, we're, we're all small fish in a big sea, so there's but so much that we can do. But just getting the word out about voting as well, because a lot of these laws are not passed unless we're voting in politicians on the local level. And right. A lot of people just don't vote in these smaller elections. So, yeah, I mean, 
there's just so much <laughs> that can be done. But I think it starts within, in your smaller groups. You know, just if you see something that's wrong and you know it's wrong, say something about it. Right. Oh, another thing, um, your travels. Mm -hmm. I've seen a few of your videos. I saw that you went to Madrid, which is where, I, where I'm from. So mm -hmm. hopefully you had a good time. Oh they treated you God. well. <laughs> I love Madrid. Madrid. Spain is my favorite. Barcelona, Madrid, Ibiza. Ibiza was amazing. But Madrid, like, has my heart. I so, so love Madrid. And the food. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> the food was so good. We didn't have a bad meal in Madrid. In all of Spain, we didn't have a bad meal. Oh, that makes me so happy. I can't, I went there two times last year and, you know, I probably would have, would have gone back if all of this hadn't happened, but my, one of my favorite cities today that I visited, I can't wait to go back. Oh, thank you. I was like, if they didn't treat you well, I'm going to make a couple of phone calls. <laughs> and and we, we even went to the, um, the palace, which was interesting. Oh, you know, it's, they don't, yeah. They don't let you take any pictures of anything. I know, <laughs> no. I know, yeah. I have tried, no video. Like, they, they, but they are like paying attention. They, yeah, it's I'm like, you, you, you got 20 euros from us and we can't even take a picture in this place. Like, <laughs> And it's like ridiculous because my theory is if people posted pictures on Instagram, more people would want to go see it. Exactly. Because exactly. people don't know how beautiful it is because no They're one's really posting pictures. Nobody. Yeah. And I went to the Louvre, and you can take pictures and video all throughout the Louvre, but That's not right. in the palace yeah. in Madrid. I said, what is God? I was baffled. <laughs> but it was, it was beautiful. And, yeah, 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 yeah. It's big. I love too. Madrid. It's mm -hmm. very big. Um, so talk to me about your business, because you have a running travel, you know, it combines everything you love. <laughs> yeah, so I have a company called Run the Soul. We've been around since 2015, and what we do is we we plan trips around a race. So a group of us will, it's usually between 30 and 50 people, we'll all get together and we travel to a country to do a race and then we vacation afterwards. So we call it a runcation. It's, that it's, sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, so far we've been to Grand Cayman, we've been to Barbados, we've been to Cabo, uh, Ibiza, and... Where else have we been? We did a trip to Jamaica, but Jamaica wasn't with our company. That was our first trip that prompted us to start the company. So <laughs> yeah, it's been a ride and we, we, we don't have anything planned for this year, of course. So hopefully right. 2021, we can get back to it. But yeah, it's just been a, a, a nice time and it gets people to visit places that they would have normally never visited. And, you know, a lot of people that go on the trips with us, that's their one trip for the year. Right. And, you know, a lot of people would have never, ever gone to Ibiza. It's, it's kind of, when you're in America, that's kind of a, a, out of the way, <laughs> I would say. So, so out of the way. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a beautiful city and there's a lot of fun to be had in Ibiza. <laughs> Ibiza, I think we went New York to Madrid and then Madrid to Ibiza, but the plane to Ibiza was like tiny. <laughs> tiny, yeah. But tiny, but yeah, Ibiza was a great time. But yeah, I like to get people to experience places that they wouldn't ordinarily experience. So right. it's, it's, 
it's been nice to travel with people and me I met meet a lot of new people and you know we befriend each other on Facebook and then we're like you know we're friends lifelong friends on Facebook which is great and yeah it's just been a, a good ride and nice opportunity to meet new people so we're right. really enjoying it so Ibiza has a marathon like a really sizable marathon I think it's like yeah. 6,000 people it, they have a marathon and a 12K, which is a weird, I guess that's like a European distance. So I, a lot of I, us. It's no. possible that they just, you know, some <laughs> organizers, they just want to have a distance that nobody else does, I mm-hmm. think. So in Spain, yeah. there's some races there that are like off like seven kilometers or 12 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. But Ibiza, it was like a really organized race, like the expo was fantastic. Like everything in Ibiza was like, I would recommend that city for everyone to race, but they had the marathon. I think like uh, three people in our group did the marathon. Everyone else did 12 K. Yeah. They had a great time. Ibiza was like one of my favorite destinations that I've been to. So what's, what, where would you like to go with your, with your company? If you could take your pick say, ah, this is something like it combines an, a bucket list, like a bucket race list. Well, I'm not going to say no. where, because I don't want anyone else to, to pick our next destination. <laughs> Use your idea. Okay. But our next destination will be in Asia or South America. Oh. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can get to Asia, but we'll, we, we have to wait out this pandemic and see how it right, goes. Right, right. Right. But th- those are my, my next two on my list places to visit. I want to be, I'm going to go to your website and be on the mailing <laughs> list. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to get to fly again. I haven't been on a plane since January. It's just, <sighs> this 2020 has just really thrown us a curveball. So um, yeah, especially, I think if you, if you travel nationally, you know, it's obviously everybody's lives have been affected but if you like traveling overseas like we go to Spain every single year I'm not going this year my parents are not coming either so it's like that's a whole other you know I'm not I don't get to see my family for another year probably so Mm -hmm. you know it's it's long it's a long time to be to not see your parents because everybody's getting older so how did you um do during lockdown was Long Island on the same kind of lockdown as New York City? Um, pretty much the same lockdown. Like right now, we're in phase two. Okay. So I, New York City just hit phase two today, but we've been in phase two since either early last week or the week before. So we're like a little bit ahead of the New York City because... Um, I mean, we had a lot of cases in Long Island, but not as bad as New York City. So we're just a little bit ahead of the curve. They just opened up outdoor dining so people can sit outside at restaurants and eat and drink. I haven't done any of that yet. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting. Wait mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's no rush. We've been no. doing this for 12 weeks, so I can't wait a couple more weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw on the news in Florida, like a group of 12, I think, they went to a bar and all of them contracted COVID. So I'm like, nope, I'm not going to any bars or restaurants. I'll, you know, I'll wait it out and see how things go. 
Right. That's that's the problem more than anything else, that you don't know who's infected and who's, mm-hmm. who's not. So you might yeah. even, you know, be with friends. And if one of your friends has it, you get it. I mean. I know. I was even like when I did the bike ride last week, that was the first time I've been in a group of people in three months. So I get anxious going to the grocery store now. So, yeah. Me too. I go in and out like so quickly. <laughs> I started ordering through Instacart because I'm just like so anxious in the stores but i think doing that bike ride just like lightened the load a little bit and i'm still not going out but (laughs) but it it feels that first time we saw my in-laws this weekend for the first time in ages Uh, and it feels because of father's day it feels weird it does it's like it's only for the first half hour, then you're good. <laughs> the first, you know, there's like, the beginning is like, should we hug? Should we not hug? Should we keep I, I the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get too close. <laughs> like, I know. Cause yeah. it's like, how often should I wash my hands? <laughs> it's like, you haven't seen people in so long and you want to hug them, but you're like, should I hug them? Or should we like fist bump or <laughs> yeah. elbow? <laughs> Yeah, elbows are fine. They seem yeah, like, you know, I safe. Know, <laughs> yeah. but- well, this has been great. It's been a great conversation. I'm so glad because um, someone, I don't remember who, but someone sent me your profile on Instagram. She said, you should oh. check her out. And then I went to check you out. And then that's how I messaged you. So nice. Yeah. Uh, I. It's been a pleasure to have you. I know. Thank you so much. My channel. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Thanks to you for coming. I'm going to sign up for your um if you have something on your website that has like a mailing list or something, I'll, I'll follow that as well. Oh yeah. On run, it's uh, run the soul. R U N T H E S O L.org. There's a, a fly in pop up. You can sign up there. Anyone can sign up and get notified when we're doing our next trip. You know, I haven't updated the Instagram in ages because it's like, what are we updating right now? <laughs> but yeah once things get back to normal we'll be active on instagram again it's run the soul as well and follow the runway podcast you know we're we're a growing show we're getting more listeners every day so you know if you any of your watchers want to be a guest on the show i'll put all the links below so they will Mm -hmm. be in the info bar yeah and i'll link your youtube channel as well i'll put all the links there your instagram yeah everything Thank you so much, Susie, for having me on your show. Thank you so much, Kim. Okay. Virtual hug. (laughs) 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 Hopefully we can run together soon. (laughs) Hopefully. Thank you so much, Kim. Have a great afternoon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Kim from straightkim.com. The links to all her social media platforms will be in the show notes. And please don't forget to visit the Iron Things community on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please come back to listen to more episodes. And as always, run fearless, you guys. Ciao.